Good morning, everybody. It is Shannon with Everything's Hunky Dory Podcast. Back again on this Monday morning with Kai. Kai, say hi to everybody. Hey, hey, hey. How is everyone doing? Hope everyone had a good weekend. Yes, the weekend was crazy. There was a lot of stuff going on in obviously the Bravo world, but also um, just pop culture in general. Um, mm-hmm. Britney Spears is engaged. And we're woo, engaged. Woo, woo, woo. I know we're so happy for her. She's free. She's engaged. She's moving on with her life. Um, her fiance so- is really good looking too. And he's so sweet. Yeah. He seems he really like a genuinely seems- nice person. He seems to get her, like to understand and support her kind of just wild spirit. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really hope that she finds, you know, happiness, especially given her freedom now. Yes. Um, Me too. But it's all this weekend was just very 2004 all over again, like 2003, <laughs> 2004. You know, we had um, the U.S. Open, the tennis tournament, which Uh obviously I wasn't watching it, but you know what I did watch from it? The fact that they were blasting Stars Are Blind, Paris Hilton's song on, you know, the sound system in the stadium and they shot to Paris and she was there with her fiance, who's also named Carter. And it was just really cute. I love that song. I love Paris Hilton. You know that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was nice to see. And then we had Benifer making their first official red carpet debut, which I guess I like it now. I mean, the I dress, know. the dress looked good. The dress was gorge. I mean, honestly, she's never, she doesn't miss a mark. She's always understanding what we all need and she's giving it. The assignment. Mm. And and honestly, Ben looks better too. He had a glow up. Well, yeah, because he's sober now, isn't he? God, I hope so. I think so. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's because so, the last thing me I think Kayla that's me. what's helping. Yeah, I'm sure that she's a good influence on that because she's always seemed to have her shit together in that regard. Mm-hmm. I've never read anything about her having, you know, substance abuse problems. So hopefully she's keeping him straight and narrow. Um but obviously, you know, it was, it was fun seeing all of that. Um, but the elephant in the room, Salt Lake City last night. First Ooh, of all. We're going to Salt Lake City first. Okay. Salt Lake City first. Because we, how can we not, after waiting for season two to start, between season one and season two, obviously Jen Shaw indicted, um, arrested yes. <laughs> on camera, which. Shaw arrested. Shaw arrested. <laughs> That's we're gonna shaw her up this year with we're, everything. Shaw rested. I love that mm-hmm. uh, merch. That's a merch idea right there, honestly. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um so the episode starts out with the taglines. And one thing that I caught off it, it was just, I don't know, like a random thought that I'm kind of curious whether or not it was intentional on Meredith's part or if it just happens to be very coincidental, but you know how everybody is accusing Meredith or 
it looks like they're insinuating that Meredith may have had something to do with, you know, tipping off the feds, right? Yes. Like letting them know. So if you think about Meredith's tagline in like a more, you know, like dissecting type manner, her tagline is, quote, I may be known for my ice, but I always bring the heat. Girl, by heat, do you mean mean, police? (laughs) That's what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Like, I didn't even think about it until last night. Like, when I, you know, when I was watching it, obviously it opens up the taglines and then they dive like right in to Salt Lake City, which I actually shouldn't say last night. I should say this morning because last night I was asleep before eight o'clock. So I had to watch everything this morning. (laughs) Um, Pre-game got a hold of me. I really thought that I was like, I was just championing for like the Bravo Super Bowl night while Uh everybody else is worried about football. I'm over here pressed on Potomac and Salt Lake City and your girl didn't even make it to eight o'clock. The pregame job. She didn't hang, y'all. <laughs> I, I cannot hang. I, anybody who knows me knows I'm the first to sleep. Yep. It's, I'm sorry. It, like, it's a godsend if I make it to 10 p.m. Last night. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's like amazing if you make it's it to 10. It's huge for me. It's huge. Yeah. It's a moment. It deserves to be celebrated mm-hmm. when it happens. And last night, it didn't happen, you guys. Like, last no. night, your girl didn't even make it till eight. It was, <laughs> That's I tried, though. look, I was very amped up and I, I bit off more than I could chew, um, in terms of edibles, but you know, I slept really well. So <laughs> silver lining is there. Mm-hmm. Had a great workout this morning. Cause I was like, obviously well rested. Um, but anyway, back to, back to Meredith and Salt Lake city. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that it was? Well, I mean, this is not the first time this has happened in a franchise where someone supposed someone called the feds on someone. So like in Atlanta, it was Phaedra who supposed uh, Candy had called the feds on her husband and Candy was like, no. And then there was also Caroline and uh, Teresa Judice. She thought Caroline called the feds on her. And I don't think that was the case. Honestly, if you're going to be shady, you're risking that yourself. The feds aren't stupid and they probably got wind of it from your business dealings and or the IRS. And then when, if something like that happens, they're going to let every other uh, government organization know, like, especially if they need an investigation. Yeah. I was going to say somebody who worked in financial crimes, like I know that it does, you know, when it goes into like the database that I worked out of was Patriot officer. Mm-hmm. you know irs see everybody has access to that you know like right law enforcement everybody has access so if, you, if you're on somebody's radar mm-hmm. and your name pops up in that system that's mm-hmm. going to be obviously flagged and reviewed by somebody so and, and if you're on a public platform like a national tv show i mean you're drawing attention to yourself so like all of us, I'm sure that we weren't the only ones who looked at it last year and was like, where does she get all this money to do all this stuff? Like it was a crazy amount of money. Oh, you know what I mean? It, oh, it, it's it, like it, Erica it, Jane. 
Yeah, it's like Erica Jane. So it's like you are opening up yourself to this. Now, if Meredith was the person, if that ever comes out and she admits that she was, honestly, I don't, I don't. That like, would be amazing. Yes, like I don't see anything wrong with that. And I, <laughs> and I, I think because if she wasn't doing, if Jen wasn't doing shady stuff, this wouldn't even be a thing. Yeah. So you really have nobody but to blame or nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're doing shady shit, it's going to come back around. But it's funny that you bring up the, you know, whole situation of Jen's business being questionable because I Mm rewatched season one this past week. And when I was watching the reunion and Andy posed the question to Jen, you know, what, well, how are you so wealthy? And Jen, Jen's answer in itself, which Heather alluded to her as also, you know, or alluded that she was also suspicious of the answer because it was kind of just talking in circles. She doesn't ever give a clear answer. She's like, um, it's like a, like a marketing firm that does like algorithms for like stuff that you buy online and it was like girl what Kai you know that I am the least technologically advanced person Mm -hmm. that there is I am very technologically challenged but even for me I was like this is not tracking this doesn't make any kind of sense you're a marketing firm that does algorithms for stuff that you buy online and in apps like online and apps are the same thing thank you it was just very I don't know the math was just even without exactly what it was that she said like what she said she does if you don't if you can't just be like oh I blah 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 Like, you know what I mean? Or I own this business, this business, and this business. Like, I'm sure if you ask like Candy on Atlanta, what she does, she can tell you exactly besides the music, she can tell you exactly what her business are. I do bed candy. I have a production company. I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy. You're not sitting there like, well, it's like this. No, you're very direct and you know what it is. Right. There's no ambiguity in your business Mm -hmm. description. Kind of like if you went right. in for a resume and they'd be like, can you tell me a little bit about your background? If you're like, well, I kind of like did some like yeah. HR stuff, you know, like a little bit of like admin. That sounds so janky and just, it sounds like a yeah. lie that your kids would tell you, honestly, is how I looked at it. A thousand. Yeah. So the episode opens up, they're going on a girl's trip, which it looked like they were about to have a really lit car ride. They had a shot ski. They had snacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heather was holding a loaf of bread, which was super relatable because Heather and you and I spoke about this on text earlier. Heather makes sure that the snacks are taken care of. And she is that friend that yes. we all need because I'm not making sure snacks are taken care of. I'm asking where the snacks are, but if you're relying on me to bring the snacks, it's a bad don't rely on me for that I feel yeah. like in our friendship it's me that uh <laughs> does I, that. you are definitely the you are the meal placer 
like when we <laughs> go out for you know girls lunches Kai is the mm-hmm. one who makes sure that okay look you guys shut up it's time to order appetizers let's get some, yeah let's get some food on this table let's stop talking and I I love just seeing Heather with her big bag of bread um and then <laughs> you know it the look on Jen's face was you could tell and Heather uh-huh. even said it when she was like I can sense your energy I could sense her energy well, yeah. through the television well she I want to know if that was her husband who called her, I want to know if there are charges for him for tipping off whoever called her because it's on camera. No one can deny that she was tipped off because they showed up 12 minutes later and she had already left. And it was like, like like you saw it on her face. Yeah. And it was like her cousin who showed up or whatever, I think to pick her up. Mm. And coach Shaw was the one who called her. Um, I'm still, explaining the situation to my lawyer friend to ask her because she is a criminal defense attorney so I kind of Mm -hmm. wanted to know like is this aiding and abetting you know is this something that coach Shaw could be potentially you know having to answer for come time and I'm surprised that the feds were there I'm surprised that the feds were there at their house like they went there to arrest her I'm surprised they didn't because they're in front of him I'm surprised that they didn't stop him from asking. I mean, you know what I mean? Like maybe asking where she was, but I'm surprised they didn't stop her, stop him from telling details or give him a story ahead of time to keep her where she was. I'm sure, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out because you can tell that they do love each other despite the fact that she seems to be one of the most difficult people to be around the majority of the time. Like, I'm sure she has her moments, obviously. I guess, but I couldn't be friends with her. Oh, no, absolutely not. And I normally live for a Scorpio, but... mm -mm. We have, that's a whole episode in itself. (laughs) And listen, not all Scorpio women are terrible. However... If we're talking batting averages, my batting average with Scorpio women, very low. (laughs) Very low. So she's very traditional Scorpio woman for both of us. We've discussed our opinion on that several times. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think when she, when Jen was talking, so, you know, obviously we see her, you know, all the chaos that went down on the bus, you know, we've all watched that clip a thousand times, like prior to the episode airing last night. But when Jen sat down with Lisa and she was, you know, telling Lisa that Coach Shaw had met with a divorce attorney and, you know, was threatening to leave her. I believe all of what Jen is saying. I'm not... I, I don't doubt it because, I mean, she said last season Coach Shaw left for three days after that very rehearsed tantrum that she threw at Sharif's birthday party. Yeah, after her behavior at his birthday party. Right. And he left for three days yeah. over that. The fact that that Thank man is you. still there after seeing last season just in itself, forget the last 26 years of your marriage, just last year alone the man deserves a gold star for still being there. I know uh-huh. it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a thing for me, but 
I just, when she, <laughs> what kind of was like weird to me was when, when Jen said, you know, it was the same stuff I had been doing that caused coach to go to a divorce, you know, lawyer. I was like, does she mean fraud? Does she, what are you talking about? I thought she was talking, I thought she was talking about her behavior. Yeah. I mean, cause she doesn't really seem to have grown. Much like I think that, it. no, I think that she has anger issues. Oh, for sure. I mean, she, she has a very hard time behaving on social media. I don't know if you've seen at all, but she loves. Oh no, for, I haven't. Okay. So I don't follow her because I, I get more than enough on the show of that woman, but <laughs> from hearing Heather talk about stuff and Meredith talk about her behavior on social media. I like, no, beyond, beyond. It's she can't stay out of her own way when it comes to that. It's wild to me that a woman, you know, with grown kids, you know, a grown woman with grown kids. So you've had life experiences is trolling your basically your coworker, but in the well, they were friends too. Yeah. First. Tri- and mean, her, one of her kids is not an adult yet. One of them is like what, 15 or something. The youngest yeah, one of her like son. 16, like 16, somewhere, somewhere in that age group. Um, so she's still in this and you know, based on, and even I think uh, Meredith said it last night when she was talking to Lisa, but we'll get to that later. Um, how when she asked her, you know, if situation was reversed on when she asked her on the uh, reunion and, and she did that to her son. Yeah. Like she went off the hand, like off on one of those tangents and like craziness. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, but she can do it to everyone else. Like, I don't understand that. I don't either. There's such a double standard with her that applies. Yeah. She's, she gets carte blanche to just act all the way wild. All the fool. Yeah. So, you know, I, oh, and the other takeaway from that conversation when she was talking to Lisa, that just like, I honestly had to face palm very, like, quote, I haven't gone to jail yet. Oh, everyone. There are memes on that. Oh, as soon oh, as I, saw, I woke up on and screen. <laughs> yes. I woke up and saw them this morning and that made me even more sad that I fell asleep early last night because, I mean, can we talk about prophetic? And Thank you. And the operative word in that sentence was yet. I she mean, knew it was coming. <laughs> ellipsis, a total ellipsis afterwards. Like, I haven't gone to jail yet. Dot, 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 dot. But Thank you. You shouldn't be declaring shit like that when you're scheming on the side. Because that's just begging uh, Thank karma. you. That is yes. begging karma to come and snatch yeah. your ass up and check you the fastest mm-hmm. route possible, which is exactly, evidently, what is going to unfold this season, and I guess it's still unfolding because her trial got pushed back. She was originally supposed to start, you know, the, I think the hearings were supposed to start in October and it got pushed back, I think, until March of 2021. Oh, man. But, 
Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, oh, I would have lived for a trial and the season at the same time. I mean, that would have given us all of our lives. But I just, the fact that you never want to tempt karma when you're doing oh, no. When in general period, but when you're doing shady shit, shut up. Don't say stuff like sure. I haven't been to jail yet. It's not a good right. Um, So, you know, Lisa and Jen's friendship just kind of confuses me because Lisa and Jen's relationship confuses me. Lisa or Jen and Heather's friendship confuses me because I don't understand why she subjects herself to that. Lisa and Meredith's relationship confuses me. I mean, more on Lisa's side than Meredith, of course, because I understand Meredith, like, they're very good friends, and that means more to Meredith than it clearly does to Lisa. But Lisa and Jen... And I want to dive into what you just said a little bit deeper. Um, So with regard to Jen and Heather being friends... This is an unpopular opinion, okay? But hear me Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I think that the reason that Heather sides with Jen the way that she does or that she shows such blind loyalty to Jen is because she has been the person who was ostracized from an entire community before and very swiftly and very kind of unfairly, okay, she was ostracized from the Mormon community for divorcing her, like, mega Mormon husband, okay, and she was, you know, shunned from the church, and so, you know, she kind of knows what it's like to be alone on Scary Island with no friends, as Kelly Ben Simone said, that's kind of, I think, where Jen, and not that I sympathize with Jen, I'm just saying, Jen is alone right now because everybody turned their back on her all at the same time. And I'm not saying they're wrong for it, but I think that there's a part of Heather that looks at Jen, sees herself, and is like, maybe feels even like a religious obligation. Because, you know, it's like, like, and you know me, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but the not turning your back, you know, love thy neighbor type thing. And it's not mm-hmm. Heather's place to judge her. So I think maybe she might be leaning a little bit on religion to justify why she's doing it. But I think she, I think the large part of her sees herself in Jen and knows what it's like to be, you know, have everybody slam the door in your face all at once and doesn't want Jen to feel completely alone. What do you think? I mean, that probably, I mean, it makes sense. That's probably the case. I just can't get over the fact of how Jen treats her. I can't. Jen treats everyone like shit. But Heather is like her role dog. Heather is like the actual ride or die. You know what I'm saying? For you to treat her like that, like, oh no. It was, it was it was definitely interesting on watch what happens live watching her. Oh, that was another literal face palm moment. I, I covered my eyes when she was taught, when she was answering Andy and explaining why she has blind loyalty to Jen, because the lawyers 
were at home drafting up their motions to deposition that ass as she sat there mm-hmm. and told Andy, yeah, when I had her on my podcast, I had, she said, I suspected her business was unsavory is the word that she used. I can't put the whole sentence into verbatim context, but she did use the word unsavory. And I mean, there's a difference between like your friend being involved in something unsavory or your friend being involved in something that you just think is fucking weird. You know, like, uh-huh. like poop teas. Like if your friends like start selling like those teas that make you shit yourself and lose five pounds, you're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, weird, but like, do you? And then there's yeah. like you looking at your friends and being like, girl, what are you doing? But, you know, and Heather was very vague on Watch What Happens Live last night. And I thought that for a first time clubhouse appearance, you know, she's done Watch What Happens Live from home. You know, she called herself a COVID housewife, which I thought was a really good term to use because yeah, it started this all out during the pandemic. So I thought that she did a really good job on Watch What Happens Live with the exception of begging to be, you know, called for a deposition with what she yeah. said of uh, Shaw. But you also said something... Um, about you know being confused about Lisa being friends with Meredith and also being friends with Jen. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of conversations that we've had, Kai, about certain friends of ours that like to play Switzerland. Uh-huh. <laughs> um Look, I'm going to be real. Playing Switzerland, when people play Switzerland, and I can understand the intent behind it, and I can respect Mm -hmm. the intent behind it, but sometimes you got to pick a side. It can't be rainbows, unicorns, and all that kind of glitter shit 24-7. If there's a side to take sometimes between friends. Yes, and I think that that happens once Jen gets arrested in this season anyways I think that's what happens later I think Lisa well it looked like Lisa you know kind of blocked that ass because she oh uh, that's what it looks <laughs> so it looks like she the better side because <laughs> yeah, that that number rang busy it was a yeah dial tone so but I think Lisa saying that Meredith is hypocritical for being friends with Whitney and Heather. That's a reach. Bullshit. Yeah, it's a reach. Like it's far such reach. A reach. Yeah. I don't really think, and look, I like, I, okay, Whitney, I love her. And I also, unpopular opinion to you, Kai. I think I'm going to like Lisa this season. I know I said that the very first episode of last season, and then I kind of changed my mind towards the end of season one. But, and not that I disliked Lisa, but she just didn't rub me the same way that she did at the very beginning by the end. But right now I'm really enjoying her. Um, I just kind of think that she's... She's looking, I love Whitney and Heather, and I don't think that they're trying to take Lisa down. I just think that they were pointing out 
the obvious Lisa just seems like such a happy-go-lucky like she's so nice like oh my god look she's like when Jen was getting on the bus and she's like oh she's so cute I love her she reminds me of the mom and mean girls like oh you guys keep me young you know like that kind of she's just very she's a very positive person and kind of just likes to live with rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. until it's flipped back onto her and you know she's told that you know well you're kind of being a hypocrite for being friends with Jen when you're mm-hmm. supposed to have been my friend for 10 years which is basically kind of the vibe that I got from Meredith when they were having their little sit down but in regard to people playing Switzerland I think that's what Lisa's trying to do okay but this is the thing with Lisa for me she I feel like She is very orchestrated and planned. She knows she's on TV. She wants people to have a certain view of her. We see this from last season where they had that uh, confessional with her husband Mm -hmm. and the producers asked her if what he said was, he was told to say by Lisa and he basically didn't answer or he had an answer that was very vague but insinuated that yes so I his arm like your mom would at the store when she's mad at you and doesn't want anybody to see she's probably better answer this the right way yeah I think she was standing on the side of where the producers were like Mm -hmm. be careful because it seems like she's a person who likes to be in control and so I think that when like you say for other franchises that like Erica, when someone is not behaving the way that she likes, then it's like an attack. So I feel like since Meredith isn't behaving the way that she likes, that she's trying to find something to like justify what she's doing. Cause she, cause Meredith is calling her out. And so is Heather. And so is uh, Whitney. I think they, I think they all are calling her out. And I don't think that, I sadly don't think that they're going to have luck getting through. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so either. To Lisa, because Lisa is very, I believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell me different, which Mm -hmm. in my opinion, plays into her sign. She is, do you know what her sign is? No, I was going to ask you. Do you want to guess? Is it an air sign? No. Fire. Is it an Aries? What is Sag. it? But here's the here's the catch. Huh. It's gonna like bother you to the infinite degree. Girl, her birthday is December 21st. She is cussed Capricorn. Oh bitch, I reject that. <laughs> you're like i reviewed that in the name of the lord get mary cosby who is the, right now who is, the, who is the other housewife that uh she said that she she was like around that date december 22nd december 21st it was someone or maybe it wasn't a housewife we were talking about someone like a couple weeks ago and i was like no reject oh i don't remember Rebuke. It was some, but I mean, there are a few of them where they act certain ways and I look up their birthday and I'm like, oh, this is not character. It has to be like a rising sign thing. Oh, I know who was. Who was it? Bershaw. Oh, that's right. Because we were I was like, rebuke, rebuke. We're like, no, I rebuke this in the name 
of Mary Cosby's Jesus. That she's full on Sag. No one can tell me any different. You can't. She is a Sagittarius, and I love Sagittarius as a friend for a romantic. So do I. So do I. It's a no from me. Have a lot of fun. Yeah, but I I see Lisa as a Sag one hundred percent. She's very. I mean, she she's. I love her. I love her personality. I just don't like how sometimes she really does kind of circle it all back to her. I bet you she Can has fire signs out? all over her chart. I bet you her chart is. Can I point something out? I think she has some air because she's very like flighty. I could see that, like maybe her moon sign being, or maybe it's her sun sign. She's flighty. Maybe. I don't know. But I do have to point something out, which I thought was hilarious last night. So, you know, her brand, her Vita tequila or whatever, that apparently isn't sold nationwide. I think it's only sold in Utah because you said you looked for it um, multiple times and you can't find it. Okay. So last night on last night's episode, when uh, Heather came over to Meredith's house and she was making her drink, she had Tito's. I was like, where's your, where's your Vita? You're not repping. Yeah. And we're, she repped yeah. Diet Coke last night more than she repped Vita tequila. I mean, we all know that she lives for a Diet Coke. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. But I, I just thought that was funny. That. I was like, even Meredith isn't drinking that. Like it's not stocked in her house. <laughs> I, I mean, look, listen, seriously, Kai, I have searched several liquor stores in the state of Florida for Vita tequila, because I do want to try, I love tequila mm-hmm. and I do want to try it. I don't, I'm sorry. It's, it's coming up nothing for, for me down here in Florida. So maybe it's, maybe it's a West coast thing. Maybe it hasn't made its way this far East, South, you know, Southeast yet. Um, it's funny. You bring up when Heather went over to Meredith's house can we just mm-hmm. talk about real quick, you know, Lisa going to Jen's house and Heather going to Meredith's house. Why is the only person who is dressed like they live in the actual frozen tundra Heather and all Thank these you. other, all these other bitches like Jen had on open toed wedge sandals with like four <laughs> feet of snow at her front door and then Heather shows up looking like an actual person who lives in the frozen tundra. Well, she had just got done skiing. Well, I mean, but also I agree with you, but she shows up to Meredith's house and Meredith has on a freaking tube top. Like oh, I was yeah. looking yeah. at them. I was, I mean, the outfit slayed. I'm not mad about the outfit. I'm not upset about it, uh-huh. but I'm just kind of, you know, well, Lisa, remember when she got out of the car to go to the Shabbat dinner and she couldn't even walk on the, she had to wait for her son to help her. He's like, oh, you wore nice shoes. And I'm like, well, he's not going to wear stilettos. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing that? I mean, there's something that I actually, like the chaos of that is enjoyable because as somebody who purposely moved from the Northern areas where, it, you know, the weather is, colder during the winter time and it snows and stuff Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine letting my toes be out when it's snowing outside no or just I would bring like I would bring a pair of shit like I would bring hold the the nice shoes that I was going to wear and put them on when I got in the house probably right 
not just roll around in that. That is begging. And also I'm very clumsy. So that could be it. I don't even trust myself to mm, Me too. Yeah, me too. Looking. Especially with, with snow and or ice. Right. The elements and stilettos have never been yeah. a dynamic duo. It's never been working yeah. out for, for ages. I don't, I don't think it's like in the history books that stilettos and snow go hand in hand. Um, Real quick. While we're talking about them living in Salt Lake, can we have a moment to appreciate the views from Meredith's new rental house? It's gorgeous. And I actually like this Beautiful. Yeah, it was really pretty. I like this house. Her last house was very, um, it gave me- It was too modern for me. I was gonna say, it gave gave me Kim and Kanye like morgue vibes. It was getting very sterile- not a it was way too modern it was super and I love modern but it was just extra modern and I think yeah you know how sometimes they say like whatever's going on inside you were outside Mm. maybe Mm. because her marriage was in the shitter last year you know because they were only yeah it was kind of void of any kind of like yeah vibes but this house you know she and Seth are on a path to reconciliation or they have reconciled but they're still you know mending Mm -hmm. their issues and whatnot which I think is really important also for people to talk about um especially if you're in a marriage where you guys separate and then get back together you know Mm -hmm. I've been in that situation I've filed for full-on divorce and gotten Mm -hmm. back with my husband went through a whole legal process and you were with me through that Kai you know it's not easy so I think it you know and we talked last week about stigmas and I think that this helps kind of eliminate some of the stigmas that people have with making it okay for your marriage to not be some picture perfect white picket fence, you know. Honestly, no one's is. If you are acting like yours is, like that it's not like that there aren't bad days and and or and or bad periods of time or you know, things struggles, you know what I mean? Then that's real fake. <laughs> Super fake. And if you have to- or it hasn't happened yet and it's coming. A hundred percent. And if you have to constantly tell people how happy you are, that's a red flag. Yeah. If your face is you and your boo are plastered all over social media, professing to everyone how happy you are at all times. First of all, it's fucking nauseating. Okay. I'm a Virgo. (laughs) I don't do PDF. It's not a thing. If you go on my personal Instagram, no face, no case. You won't find him. He's my whole husband and he's not on my gram. Okay. But mm-hmm. other people who don't even have the title of husband are out here professing, you know, and this is a total side tangent, everyone. Sorry about it. But behind the scenes, you know, it's just Kai and I have these conversations about people where we're like, why do you even put on this front? So I thought it was nice, you know, to circle back to Meredith that she's kind of helping to take away the stigma of people having really big trash fires go on in their personal relationships, but also having the vulnerability to admit that there's a trash fire, call it a trash fire, 
and they were lucky enough to work through the trash fire. Yeah. I think that that's great for them. I think that it's Mm -hmm. important that you try everything. If you have kids with somebody, look, divorce Mm -hmm. is fucking expensive, you guys. If you have kids with somebody, do what you can to try and make it work. But you can't try everything that you can. But ultimately, if the other person isn't going to put in, you know, equal effort, then that's where the issue is. Because a person, one person can carry a relationship by themselves. And I have to say to you, like, has how you have expressed that you went through like a divorce almost um, recent or a few years back, your husband has stepped up to the plate. And he has done like he needs props. He has like when he needed to, when he understood like what this was going to entail, right? And what he needed to do to get everything to help get it back to a good place. Like he, it was like a light bulb went off, and he turned it. Yeah, like he did he, what he he did his part. So that's important. It is super important. I think that Seth and Meredith are both doing their parts. They're both taking mm-hmm. accountability for whatever role that they played in getting them to the point where they were considering, you know, ending it all and walking mm-hmm. away from each other because they have it. Their kids are adults. So yeah. it's not a matter of, it's not really a financial matter at this point. Their kids are, you know, over 18. There wouldn't, really be a you know child support issue maybe some alimony but Mm -hmm. you know they're both successful and they both seem like pretty level-headed people I don't really see that having been really a worry for either of them because they both have you know some coins but I think it was really an issue of love and I'm glad that they are helping to take some of the stigma away from that and showing people that you can move past big hurdles and we don't know exactly what right. those are but I really enjoyed that they're being so open and you know honest with everybody and relatable um mm-hmm. and staying on the topic of marriage I am absolutely obsessed with Whitney and Justin like oh, can yeah. I be one of their stepkids <laughs> can I just tell you first of all the two sons that he has with the beards, sign me up. Sign <laughs> they are good. Up. I was getting Brody Jenner vibes from that yes. younger son. Like before, before he turned kind of like to where he is now. Because he's kind I was of like the Hills Brody Jenner, not present day. Yes. 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 Circa the Hills. Yes. Yes. So yes, both of those two, the dark haired ones, very good looking. And you know, I love a beard, but that's probably why. But then also that, can I just say how funny with the cake? That (laughs) that cake did not have any plans to be eaten. That those candles did not have plans to be blown out. Everything about that, like that joint fell three times that we saw on TV. And the fact that she picked it up and tried to like reconstruct it like three times was hilarious. The fact that she relit the candle. 
<laughs> first of all when she brought it outside and the, the people saw it, like the said kids saw it and the one's wife she was dying and then after that after they saw that it had fallen it fell again i was i was dying that was so yes, fun not today you guys not today no but when she picked it up when it when it fell the first time and <laughs> she picked it up and lit the candles again i was like girl no don't this is a trap don't do it like, yeah yeah and, and then, then right off again. like 30 seconds later and then she was like <laughs> right oh, off again where are the four i was like girl that's a second trip you can't take this all at once you need to focus no. on like- <laughs> i think those like four or five shots that she took a patron had kicked in by that <laughs> sure and they probably hit her ass all at once because she looks like a petite little thing I just, I really love their dynamic and I think, uh-huh. and I follow the, I follow them on social media and I just really, really like their energy together. You can yeah. really sense that they're happy. Um, yeah. I think that they are level 10 freaks, both of them. Oh, and for sure. Fun. I mean, she has a stripper pole and she's not even like, it's not for like exercise really. Like she I feel like she just has it because she wants to improve her skills. And Correct. For her. Say, <laughs> there's not the only thing she's working out on that pole. She's working that that jam jam out. That's it. She pussy popping. She pussy popping on that pole. She is. She work her pussy out. That's what she's doing. But I love her. I would have, I feel like if you and me and Heather and her could hang out, it would be so much fun. It would be a blast. Honestly, I would kind of want Lisa Barlow there too, but I know that that's, that's not yeah. high. <laughs> You're like, I could do without, honestly, we could, we could skip that. But the cake drop, it was just relatable. I like that she's relatable. She's also very open with us about being, mm-hmm. you know, shunned from the Mormon church for her mm-hmm. affair with Justin, um, you know, her her issues with her dad, which I'm hoping that we hear more about this season because, you know, I'm kind of curious what's been going on with him. I hope that he is continuing on his sobriety journey. Um, but I yeah. just, that whole scene was just really cute. I like to see, yeah. I always love it when they have like a really good, silly family time. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Wholesome family time. You know, like when Garcelle had her Christmas dinner with her yeah. family. With her, that was adorable. Um, Whitney having, I mean, granted, it was a little more of like a rated R party than Garcelle's, but it just anytime that the families get together and they're silly and they're all having fun, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And I love it. Um, And then I do have to say Meredith's Shabbat was really like nice to see on the end of the show. Okay. So my husband is half Jewish and Mm -hmm. We, I've had Shabbat food before. Um, my mother-in-law has shipped us Shabbat food. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. The latke cakes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Die for those. But I just want to go to like an actual Shabbat. After seeing Shabbat on two different franchises this season, give me mm-hmm. all the food. Give me the experience. You know, again, I'm not religious, but I appreciate other people's religion or their their right. interest in, you know, that their interest piques my interest. Like when you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, a religious person, I'm always 
just intrigued by how mm-hmm. it translates to you because I think spirituality and religion is just very personal in general. So everybody has their own relationship with it. And I like, mm-hmm. I like that they're showing us more than just a Christmas dinner or a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It's more specific to other religions and, you know, like we well, it was more like, meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was nice to not have like, I feel there. like Ebony Shabbat was kidnapped. Was so like, this oh, one, wow. yeah. So this one was more meaningful and it was like a more, it was a nicer, wholesome kind of a deal. It was nice. I have, <clears throat> I have a small complaint about the Shabbat dinner though. What? Look, Meredith Marks, love her, love her fashion love her hair. I love that she has toned down the eyebrows this season. Um, you know, she, she looks fantastic. Girl, what the fuck was that outfit? Do you know what she looked like? Those sleeves, those white sleeves. Do you want to know what that looked like? Mm-hmm. You know, when dairy farmers have to like put on those giant gloves to fist a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say you're wrong. The outfit to me was like Shabbat, like minus the sleeves. It, the outfit said Shabbat dinner at eight, but cow fisting at nine. <laughs> like that's really like, that was all I was picking up from it. I was very distracted by the sleeves. I was, I was having flashbacks to the simple life when Nicole Richie had to fish the cow. It was, it was just too dairy farmer. Um, it was a dairy farmer fantasy look, and I, I'm sorry, Meredith, don't wear that again. It wasn't, it was not your best look well, here. The makeup. I don't like her confessional look either from last night. Oh, the the very uh, like open cleavage look that she has going on. That one. No, the like tube, the feathered tube, pink, hot pink tube top shit. Okay. And don't like. Her makeup and the pony, because it looked like she jumped right out of 13 going on 30. Okay, like, I, love <laughs> I love it for that reason. It was giving me Elle Woods. Oh, I was like, what are you wearing? Like, I like both those movies, but what are you wearing on this, actually? I mean, we are bringing back the early 2000s, so maybe she's just oh. playing the early 2000s. Okay. I, I, I like the ponytail, the feathers... I don't know. We saw her in hot pink feathers last season, so it felt like a little bit of a repeat to me. Maybe we yeah. had. I was like, she likes her. feathers because <laughs> yeah, even her I mean, dog in, in the episode last night, her dog had a feathered sweater on. I was like, she really yeah. does. She lo- I, I think I think feathers are where you know it's like Sutton has her face rollers, Lisa has her diet coke, Heather has meat on a stick, and Meredith lives for a feather. So. I don't know. I, I hate to say it. I do disagree with you on that one. Um, since we're talking about confessional looks real quick, Heather's turtleneck chainmail shirt. Yeah. Love that look. Same here. I was going to really say, if you it. didn't say you liked it, I was going to be like, love that. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to politely drag your ass because no, <laughs> you don't like the pink feathers and dislike the chainmail. It's not a thing. So yeah. speaking of looks, in confessionals let's talk bring about up girl that is that where you're going yeah you know that's where i'm going <laughs> you know 
path I'm headed down. The houndstooth hat with the, like Coco Honestly, Chanel everything. Said, Coco Chanel. Has there ever been an should, outfit that, oh, go ahead. Always take off one accessory before leaving the house. Mary said, hold my beer. I'm about to put on every piece of Chanel that I own before I film this confessional. Well, my thing is this, that all of Mary's looks look like how she keeps her closets. Okay, but honestly, though, her closet, I could understand spending a lot of time in there. But it's kind of like a couture mess. It's not even organized. And how many rooms are there? And then can I just point out on the scene where Jen Shaw was like, the movers arrived and they they said they had never seen so many shoes, clothes, and bags. I was like, they haven't seen Mary's five houses, clearly. So I think she's got that on you. The feds were definitely taking notes a la Erica Mm. last night. They were like, ooh, because I definitely saw a few pairs of Versace shoes. Um, a few pair, well, a ton of Her closet was like two rooms. It was like two rooms. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, I loved it. And I love, I mean, I would have lit up like Lisa did walking in there because as a shoe lover, well, that's yeah. a dream. But then you find out that that money was likely earned on the backs of people that she stole from. And then you're like, oh, it's not as cute anymore. Yeah. But Mary, let me just say, Mary is a mess, but yeah. damn it, I love her. I like her. I really liked the scene with Mary where she's actually hanging out with the girls again in the igloo. Because <clears throat> last season, so she avoided them like halfway through the season. So we didn't get to see a whole lot of her hanging out with them. But I was like, I love that whole scene. That whole scene was really good. And that igloo, yeah. and you know how I feel about the cold. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to that igloo and had lunch. I wouldn't have gone. Oh, in a it was tank perfect. Top. Like yeah, Whitney, like Whitney had a tank top on. I was like, "Girl, aren't you cold?" The whole time, anytime I felt like such a mom watching it. Like, where's your jacket? Where's your jacket? I think they had a portable heater in there. Okay, and okay. so when the doors are closed because they all said, "Oh, it's warm in here," but I wouldn't have worn it. Do you not recall last winter when I came up north to visit you guys? And we went somewhere with a portable heater and I damn Yeah, but we weren't fully enclosed in a glass. We weren't fully enclosed in a glass igloo. That's true. The pl- we were not at as nice of an establishment. This was like a dive bar kind of situation that we were at. Uh, it was better than a dive bar, but it was like, you know, they had, it was really windy that night. Oh. They had those plastic things over like the open part. We were on the patio. They had those plastic things over the open part of the patio, but you know how the bottom part of the patio was still open. Like it had a set like railings, but the other part was still open. So that's where that, and they had heaters, but it was like, if you have all that other area open and it's windy, no. It's a no. So, but, so Mary being more involved this episode was nice and I think based on the looks of it she's going to be a lot more involved than she was last season and I have so going to be engaging with Meredith (laughs) engaging along with Maryland or Maryland are going to be the Sutton and Garcelle I'm calling that I think I think 
Mary and Meredith will be the Sutton and Garcelle of their franchise in terms of asking the hard questions, you know, not really falling for the bullshit. But speaking of, okay, so Mary. Mary's messy Mary. We, we like it. She's messy. It's whatever. But when they showed her church and it was covered in the cellophane, first of all, that confused, that confused me. I was confused as well. I thought that they would have like furniture covers. That's what I thought. I was like, y'all don't have like a slip because most churches have stuff. Yeah. Right. Like the ones that I go to have had, they have a podium cover. Like a velvet, like one of those coverings that protects the furniture. Um, When she sat down to have her podcast and Ken, did you see Kendrick um, from Reality and Comics 2 podcast? Check him out if you guys aren't listening to him already. Um, I love him, by the way. He's so funny. Kendrick is the best. He posted this morning about the fact that Mary's podcast is called The Mary Podcast. <laughs> and listen, I've been talking about doing a podcast for two years and one of the biggest reasons it took me so long to come up with you know the balls to do it was because I was stuck on a name and thank god Mm -hmm. for Kathy Hilton for helping inspire me to just land the name and like do this shit but I should have just done it like Mary and been like this is the Shannon podcast tune in (laughs) because Mary just really did she said look I got a microphone I got wi-fi we're let's fuck this up. Let's do it. We're going to sit down and do it. And then also your prayer sucked. I'm going to do it over for you. She really shut that man down. She said, no, no, no. So that was, I mean, and she, I was like, why are you interrupting him while you were talking to God though? Like I, <laughs> I was like, let this man do his prayer and you can do the, all the other ones after that. But it was so weird how she just stopped him while he was almost done too. I was like, he you got to go on this long. And he looked really like, offended. He was prayer. like, he was like, God and I were, we were vibing. Like, I, I was, was like, how did I do this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Sitting down for her little podcast thing. I mean, I applaud anybody, like I've said before, anybody who has the balls to put themselves out there and, you know, be exposed to public criticism, um, the way that we're exposing ourselves and that a ton of other people have decided to expose themselves. I love it because we love the content. I don't know if I'm definitely um, in Mary's target audience. I don't think I fall under that umbrella. Um, Maybe Mm -hmm. one day I'll give it a listen. I don't know. But, you know, good for her, especially because Robert Sr. was away during all of quarantine, which, (laughs) weird. And... What struck me, okay, what struck me as super weird is choosing that he was stuck in Florida and too afraid to fly home. Girl, that's an oxymoron. I live in Florida. This is the epicenter for the coronavirus. We are patient zero, basically, in terms of what state. And you want to stay, like, he's in the danger demographic for catching COVID Uh and it being a very big or a bigger concern Mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to get the hell out of florida plus it's not like they are like restricted with cash he could have hired someone to drive a sprinter 
Amen. That's my dr- Okay. The housewives, let me tell you, Kai, the housewives have inspired me to want a sprinter. That's what I want my next vehicle to be because I have two kids, four dogs and a bearded dragon to go on a vacation. I got to pack all these people. We're not on, what are we getting on a plane? No. So, I mean, we go on vacations on airplanes and stuff, but I do want a sprinter for that reason, but you're absolutely right. Robert senior could have definitely hopped on a sprinter or some luxury, you know, travel a motor home. Yeah. Yeah. He could have hired someone to drive a motorhome that like one that was kind of like a, um, uh, tour like bus. Have you seen ones like that on yeah. other, huh? Huge, yeah. Huge, well, they had ones. one, I think it was, I think it was on, um, uh, which one was it on? Was it on New York? Yeah. I think where they had the ones with all the bunk beds in there. Yeah. yeah and it was like a tour bus. Mm-hmm. If he had gotten one of those. He not only he could have slept, but he could have hired two drivers that took turns, so they never had to stop at a hotel. Yeah, there were plenty. Look, it's not like they don't have money. Thank you, and it's also the whole COVID excuse, while valid for several people, you know, being unable to travel. There are two people that it doesn't apply to, and that's Wendy, or not? Excuse me, not Wendy. I'm crossing Mary and Giselle, um, Giselle and Mary do not have that excuse. They have the, like yeah. Giselle and Jamal, y'all could have been together during COVID. I don't want to hear that. It was the reason that you guys broke up. And then Mary and Robert senior, you guys weren't apart because no. So I think there's more going on. And Heather even said on Watch What Happens Live that we need to stay tuned to find out more interesting things about Mary and Robert Sr.'s marriage this season. So I think that that, along with her being accused of running a cult, are going to be her like focal points for her storyline this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed watching her you know, sad as it was, talk to her mannequins. Um, (laughs) I mean, if you, if you got through like her, if you got through that whole scene of her without laughing, I'm, I'm worried her whole little, you know, private scene. It was just, I I was confused. And like, where is, um, what, Clarnice, what was her name? Clarnice? Is that her name? Yeah, her house staff her aunt <laughs> cousin I thought it was her cousin oh it's her co- I know it's a family member but her yeah her, I think it's her, her aunt and her cousin that help her I don't know and then lastly on Mary girl you said at the reunion that you were gonna have better wigs this season what happened <sighs> COVID Okay, we can't blame COVID for that either because <laughs> online shopping was living its best life during COVID. She damn sure should, she could have hopped all on the internet and gotten herself taken care of with a better wig situation. Last night, I had some really should, bad wigs. I think she should go through all the closets that she has in all five of her homes and get rid of stuff that she has already worn and will never wear again. And she would have a very nice budget for a stylist. 
for a, yeah, she, she'd have a bunch, yeah, she would. Because you know that she's not wearing all those clothes. She doesn't even no. wear all the clothes that she's in the house with right at, at in Utah right now. Exactly. And, and they're all couture. Yeah, like when she's at that green um, loofah dress oh. that she wore last year, which is like, it's Valentino couture off the runway. I was like, okay, but it's still ugly though. Like it could Word. be right off the runway, off of a model's body. It's still not I mean sometimes she nails it sometimes I do like what she's wearing not always but you know between Candace's wig last night and Mary's wigs last night Uh, that was a lot of bad wigotry going on it was just not it was not working and lastly Mary the painting of your grandma and Jesus I don't, I don't, I don't have any words. I know. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even talk about it. I could, the only thing I could do was really laugh. Um, <laughs> but so we, we like Mary. We're excited to see where this goes. Um, you know, I, I liked Mary talking about weed, even though I don't consider weed a drug. I would love, if this is how Mary acts sober, I am very intrigued to know what weed Mary looks like same I mean very intrigued if she's picking out like that houndstooth hat Chanel outfit if that was chosen sober give her a blunt and let's see what really comes out of that closet (laughs) I would really like to know um but so we met Jenny last night Mm -hmm. and we didn't really get to see a lot Mm-hmm. But I did love that they shared her story, which I had also read about on social media, um, mm-hmm. about how she got to the United States and how her family fled Vietnam and they were captured by pirates. And that was, I mean, what a story. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what a glow up. Like, that's like the actual American dream right there. Mm-hmm. You know, you come... Like, that's what everybody, you know, that's what this country is founded on. You can't tell that to some people, but it's, you know, you come here with a dream and Mm -hmm. do what you can with it and, you know, all the best to you. And she's been doing really well, it seems, um, with her husband, who I felt kind of bad that she basically called him, like they said on Watch What Happens Live, a butterface. Yeah, that's what I was thinking while she was talking. I was like... Are you saying everything looks good but his face? Yeah, I That's I hope that nice. that was just I hope that it was kind I hope that that was a bad edit and that she maybe like said but obviously I find him attractive or something and they just like cut it out to make it look shady because you know production stays doing Well, I don't know because it sounded like she said, "Yeah, his body looked good, everything looked good." She said from the neck top, down. Yes. Yes, and then she was like, but he was a doctor, so, and I'm like, bitch. Oh, I know, I was like, oh, God. But her lack of filter as a uh-huh. newbie is really nice to see, and it's giving me some Mia vibes, because Mia also kind of comes without much of a filter. You know, last night I watched What Happens Live, her first time in the clubhouse, 
she understood the assignment. She threw shade. You know, she said what she, she said looked great, by the way. She, oh my God. I don't know what she did. Because she, she looked looks great. Different. I can't pinpoint what looks different, but she looks different. She looked gorge last yeah. night. I actually, I didn't like Heather's outfit so much, but I thought that Heather looked really nice still. Like her hair and makeup yeah. were doing really nice things for her, but the outfit, I didn't understand it really. Um, but I think that, I think that Lisa, and you know, circling back to me saying that Lisa is kind of the Switzerland of the group. Mm-hmm. She's bringing Jenny in, obviously. She's friends with Jen. She's friends with, you know, Mary as of now mm-hmm. anyway. So it kind of seems like she's been either voluntarily or involuntarily pegged as the person to bring everybody together, which is the role I think Candace is trying to play this season, but it's not working out for me. Candace is too selfish. Let me just say that she only cares about herself, honestly. And I was glad that Chris pointed that out last night that she minimizes, you know, or dismisses other people. Yeah. Well, him in that scene, but it's other people. It's everyone except for Candace. Uh, no argument from this end of the table. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I, I just, I think, I think that Lisa being peacemaker is a good role for her. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I still think, like you said, she's going to flip script on Jen, block that ass. Not want to have and on Mary, it looks like. Well, from that little dinner preview with the gentleman, I don't even know who that man is yet. I'm, you know, obviously we're going to find out. I'm assuming he's a former congregation member of of Mary's church. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, Jen's. So on Watch What Happens Live. both Mia and Heather were giving their honest opinions, which I like because I think both of them will be honest about whatever they're thinking, regardless of the ramifications that are going to come back onto them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like for example, the fact that Heather came out and said she supports Jen and it's irrelevant whether or not she was committing any of these crimes. Do I agree with that? No, I think it's definitely relevant. But I like the fact that whether we like the answer that she gives or not, she's going to give it from her point of view. And people in the housewives world have this weird relationship with wanting to hold housewives accountable and wanting them to say what's really on their mind and not be fake or phony about it because Lord knows Lisa Renna gets all types of shit for being fake and phony about how she really feels. And again, to solidify my position, we're going to stand for life unless she does something super problematic. But, you know, now we have people saying what they want to say and they're getting torn apart for it. And I don't like that, you know, and you might not agree and I don't agree with Heather's position, but I'm also not going to immediately burn her at the stake for being supportive of her friend 
because I think that it's important to be supportive of your friends. Now, if they're under federal indictment, you might want to be like, girl, <laughs> look, I love you, but <laughs> I am an actual business owner and I kind of have to protect my business name. So we can be friends and shit, but I can't be out here caping for you in the streets because I can't lose. You know, there has to be a fine. For me, I would have remained more neutral. Yeah. If I were Heather, because neutral is still fine. That's what Especially after Jen's behavior. Yeah. Well, this has been a little more team Erica. I shouldn't say Lisa Rin has been neutral, but I think, I I think you're absolutely right. She kind of should have just sat back and said, I can't, I can't say for sure, you know, if she's guilty, if she's not guilty, all I know is that she's my friend and I'm trying to be supportive of her. She should not be out here saying shit like, well, I knew she was doing some unsavory stuff for all. What are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, it was, that was just hard to watch, but I do like them both for speaking their truth, regardless of the backlash that they receive. Um, I wouldn't be friends with Jen Shaw if I was Heather, just because, I mean, Jen Shaw went on social media and called Heather racist several times. She was talking all kinds of shit, you know, and she's shown it with other Like people. I said last time, like I said last time, Jen Shaw treats Heather like shit on a friendship level, period, point blank. Yeah, and that this actually just made me think of something that I hadn't really thought of before. So... You know how Meredith is very upset and rightfully so about the way that Mm -hmm. Jen came after her family. Mm -hmm. Remember how Lisa was like, the only thing that you could do to like upset me would be to come, you know, if you talk about my kids, like my kids are my, like at the reunion, that was the only time that they got her to tear up and she had to walk off set and like have a moment with John so mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that she's still friends with Jen Shaw in the capacity that she is, given that Jen has dragged Brooks, you know, left, right. Because again, Lisa does not care about other people's things. Like, come on. That's, I guess that's true. Though. Jen isn't going after her kid. So that's what it is. Maybe that's part of, I guess, how you maintain Because, you know, you and I aren't Switzerland people. We're more of a, we try to be Switzerland to a degree because I like to be objective. You and I both like to be objective and see, you know, try to maybe see both sides of the situation. But we're also kind of like, if you do something Mm -hmm. super wrong, I can't defend that shit. I can't, or I can't stick up. This is your, you know, this is your battle, your mess, your whatever, and I can't do it, and I can't support it, and I don't, I don't want to be involved, or I don't know, mm-hmm. you know me, I get, I tend to get a little more sensitive when I'm having a disagreement with somebody, you know, which happened not too long ago, a longtime friend of mine and I had a falling out, and one of our best friends still mm-hmm. is friends with her and to a degree it bothers me sometimes just because 
my best friend has admitted that she agrees that I had every right to be upset the way that I am. And, you know, that the other person was in the wrong. So, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get in my feels about that. And I think that maybe that Meredith feels a little bit of that. And I think Meredith also was not in a position to have that conversation with Lisa because her dad had just died. But everything she said was accurate. I was like, yes, Meredith. Yes. Yes. I, everything she said, I totally 100% agreed with. I thought that she was coming. I think that it translated as anger towards the situation when really, I think it was just her. She's hurt. She's hurting. Her dad died. She's processing, you know, it's a lot to take on. And if she does have involvement with the feds, then maybe that's stressing her ass out too. She's maybe she's like, I don't even want to talk about Jen Shaw because I'm talking to whomever behind the scenes and telling them that she's shadyboots.com. You know, mm-hmm. that this is this is a whole sham of a situation. But uh we had talked about, you know, predictions on who we think is gonna be the villain, who we think, you know is going to be peacemaker. Um, I already stated my position. What are your predictions? Like, who do you have predictions for, for being like the messiest this season? Messy? Yeah. The messiest. messiest, I'm calling Lisa. You're calling Lisa. Okay. Yeah. Any, any reason or just like an inkling? Because I, we've already seen from the previews, it looks like she does a flip-flop. And then I, wa- I don't know what the whole deal is. I'm waiting. I want to find out what the whole deal is with her and Mary and that whole thing. Yeah, that does seem a little messy. I, my prediction for messiest is Mary. I think that she's mm-hmm. going to be edited to be very messy. And it's not, I mean, no shade really, but it's not hard to edit that as messy. Okay. So I think that Mm -hmm. she's going to be the messiest. I think Peacemaker, I already said it. I think it's going to be Lisa. Who do you you see a Peacemaker in the group or are you still unclear? Mm, For me, it might be Heather. Heather. Okay. I can kind of see that because Heather really does kind of want, you know, a kumbaya vibe, which. Well, especially since Lisa from the previews looks like does a complete 180 on Jen and Heather has not yet. That's true. That's true. So that could be, that could, that's tracking so far. Um, I would say, you know, for, I think the person who's probably going to get the easiest to edit and the best time is going to be Whitney. Yeah, of course. Um, so we're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the villain, I mean, aside from Jen Shaw, because we're not, even, it's, it's just as obvious as Erica Jane. So it, we don't even need to say it, but aside from Jen, I say that Heather gets a bad, she gets a villain edit this season. Is oh yeah. You did say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which that sucks. Before. Cause I really like Heather, you know, I really enjoy her. I think she's funny. Um, and I think that Jenny is going to like Jen Shaw said, 
be a firecracker. She seems mm-hmm. to be a no nonsense, you know, kind of just face value. I mean, she called her husband a butterface, like in her very first episode. She dove in, oh. shade. she came, she came out shady. So I'm expecting it to kind of continue. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, you know, everything unfold for Jen Shaw. So I guess. I guess we'll have to stay tuned and um, we're going to have Kai back on later this week to go over Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of Potomac, hopefully, because um, we don't mm-hmm. want to leave out our ladies of Potomac because last night's episode was. Uh, I thought it was overall good. I expected a different outcome from the goddess dinner. I just want to say that, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was, you know, I it started out really rocky, but it, like, well, said, yeah, well, yeah, Candace at the goddess dinner, that. at the goddess Candace dinner, we were on all, rocky. yeah, we were all really, you know, I think we were all really happy to see some sort of resolution start to form between Giselle and Karen, because they can't drag on this fat vagina, Ray death feud forever they just can't um so it was nice to see but we'll dive totally into I have opinions on that whole thing anyway um but we'll well, talk about that we will definitely get into your opinions my opinions (laughs) I if you guys have opinions and you want to dm them to me um instagram you can find me at at everything's hunky dory underscore Um, So feel free to DM me your questions or if there's something, you know, if you have an opinion you want me to share, uh, feel free to comment on a post or, you know, slide into my DMs and we will dive deeper into Potomac next time and Beverly Hills. But for now, we are going to sign off. Thank you everyone for joining us today and Kai. Thank you so much for coming back. I've gotten so many positive messages about, you know, people just really enjoying you on the podcast. And so, yes, so we are, (laughs) we are so glad that you found time in your day to come back and sit with us and we can't wait to have you back on again. So yes, I was so it was so fun to be here again, and I was really um, enjoying talking with you, you know, always. And I love a good Kiki, so I'm down. Kai, you guys, get into it. We're going to be doing a lot more of this. So tune in next time, and until then, everybody stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. It's Everything Hunky Dory with Shannon and Kai.